Throughout your life, you're going to be put in boxes. Negative stereotypes get attached to so many seasons of life and kinds of people. I know I'm not the only one that has ever been lumped into a category of typical anything. For example, you could be a typical college kid, new mom, or Christian single girl, or the typical Generation Z, baby boomer, or millennial. Honestly, it's kind of lame. Then there are more serious times where people stereotype based on things like race or gender or religion. There are some serious questions and a lot of conversation to be had in that arena. And please know, we're actually not unpacking all of that in today's episode, but we are starting with a baseline of how to respond when someone is putting you in a box. Being in my mid-20s, I have experienced that stereotype of being the typical millennial. And I got to thinking, is there a way to embrace this box? How can I live well within the box? And in doing so, how can I prove the negative stereotype wrong? I've found that it is possible. Everyone's better off for it. And we need more people to step up and do it. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candice. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes, you should subscribe. Not only does it help us, but it's really helpful for you because you'll be the first to know when we have a new episode. Also, if you ever have a comment, a thought, a story you think we should tell, or maybe a person we should interview, you should slide into our DMs. <laughs> I think that was the most millennial thing I've ever said. Anyways, you can find us on Instagram at non-exclusive podcast. How to be a millennial that people will actually like. By me, Rebe. Listen here, millennial. The term millennial denotes a person reaching young adulthood around the year 2000, but has quickly declined to mean an entitled, ignorant, know-it-all demeanor applying to everyone in their mid-20s and 30s. I'm left wondering how I got lumped into this negativity just because I was born in 1992. I wish everyone who has written off someone in their 20s could come hang out with me and my friends for a night. We'll ask you about yourself and what matters to you. We'll tell you about our passions and our story if you're willing to listen. I bet we'd have some great conversations, good laughs, and some darn good coffee while we're at it. Writing about whatever has borderline offended me in the past year would be negative and honestly, kind of silly. Instead, I got to thinking how we as millennials can break these stereotypes in our own lives. I firmly believe there's a group of 20-somethings out there right now who are not perfect, but have a ton to offer society and will be a pleasant surprise to anyone who gets to interact with them. Millennials, let's do this. Number one, do good work. The prevalent complaint against millennials is the idea that we don't work hard. We can't stand office jobs. Everything is handed to us. We're always looking for opportunities with passive income. You may get lumped into one of these categories for a valid reason, but the best way to dissuade the stereotypes? Just do good work. If you prefer a flexible schedule and working remotely, great. Just make sure it produces an excellent product. If your parents paid for part of your college tuition and you have a website that brings in extra revenue on the side, you're probably better off for it. Just don't let that be an excuse to be passive on the job. Number two, practice explaining yourself articulately. 
If you prefer a flexible schedule, be able to explain why and be genuinely willing to consider the benefits of a different idea and find a compromise if proposed. Or next time someone asks why I go to the local hipster coffee shop so much, I should be able to respectfully explain why. I should tell them that the atmosphere provides my personal favorite balance of serenity and busyness, resulting in some of my best ideas being able to take shape. I'm still working on this one, but I've experienced it for myself. The better you are at supporting your ideas and communicating with people of all ages and walks of life, the more respected you will become. Number three, introduce people to great coffee shops and remind them they can't knock it till they've tried it. Number four, learn the art of listening. Just as speaking clearly is so important, listening is vital to the communication process. Chances are you will run into people of all ages who are not very great at listening. Don't be one of them. Being unable or unwilling to listen to another human being is one of the fundamental ways to withhold respect from them. We will always have more to learn, no matter how much of life experience we have. And millennials, we always win by giving people what we get accused of lacking, respect. Number five, embrace your positive millennial tendencies. Just because people are starting to brand the word millennial with a few negatives, that doesn't mean you have to stop enjoying this stage of life. Plenty of these stereotypes are grounded in ideas and tendencies that can be fun and serve you well. If you have big dreams and haven't been jaded yet, good. If there's a choice between not being a millennial or settling and living life as if it were humdrum, keep your current mindset for as long as possible. We could use a little hope in the world, don't you think? Number six, prove them wrong. The best way to debunk the myth that millennials are entitled hipsters who don't respect authority and hate work Do the opposite while embracing the word millennial and the phase of life it brings. What millennial tendencies should we keep and which should we throw out? I'd love to hear more thoughts on our Instagram at non-exclusive podcast. That phrase at the beginning, listen here, millennial. Someone actually said that to me kind of in jest. And it was while I was trying to explain something that I thought I was doing a really good job at, and because they weren't getting it, they kind of just jumped to that stereotype of like, oh, she's a millennial, she's young, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I get that there are some millennial or 20-something or 30-something-year-old people that are like that, but that came at a time when there was a lot of like stuff going around social media, videos, memes, like kind of making fun of the worst parts of millennials in this generation. Um, and there, something in me just like welled up. And so I started writing this blog post and it was all these reasons that they were wrong, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you're wrong about us. And then I kind of stepped away and was like, yeah, this is starting to prove their point because I'm just being like so not understanding to the other side. So not admitting to the faults of my generation. Like, mm. this isn't what I want to be about. Like, this is the point. I'm not like this. And I don't want to be. And so that's kind of how what you just heard that essay came about. And um, I loved it. Like it really helped me get my head on straight because I was thinking if people just hung out with the millennials I know, like my friends, they would see that this is not the case for a lot of people. And I think it's really just hurting uh, humanity as a team (laughs) to keep like bashing down the younger generation 
because you want to find the good parts of them and like build that up in people. And I mean, whatever generation, because I think that there are negative stereotypes to any generation and a lot of negative stereotypes just in general that people might be putting on you. And I just like the idea that we can prove them wrong. And so Candace and I are both in the millennial category and, um, you know, we do this podcast together. We also work in an office together. And so we're two of the resident millennials. And so it's been kind of fun and interesting to watch how the millennials in our office have responded to this kind of thing and kind of how we've learned to prove them wrong yeah. and how this has gone good and bad in our lives. And so that's kind of what we're going to break down and uh, talk about some of those ways to be a millennial people actually like, you know? Ruby, do you know which one was my favorite in your list? What? The coffee one. Introduce people to good coffee shops. Of course. Who doesn't love it? That's the best. And do you know why it was the best? Because of your next point, which is explaining why a good coffee shop is great. Yeah. And And so even if it's not coffee, it's just some other stereotype that you do kind of find yourself in, but isn't really a negative. It's just about being able to explain why. Like that's something that you need to know just in life, I think. Yeah. Because being able to explain that when I go to a coffee shop, it's relaxing. I feel inspired. There's things around me that I don't have when I'm sitting at my desk. And sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Yeah. Some of my best ideas have come from there. And I'm kind of introverted. So it lets me be introverted, have my cup of coffee, but also like be around energy and just something different. So, I mean, yeah, that's huge. Whether it's going to a coffee shop or I don't know what other millennial things or they're going on a hike or I don't know, people do things <laughs> like the that stuff. And the flexible off work hours yeah. or the weird job that's not your regular nine to five. Like there are a lot of choices that we make as a generation that are different than our, you know, parents. Yeah. And they're not, I think, you know, sometimes people can use them bad. There are millennials that make the stereotype a thing exactly. just because they're humans and we're not all perfect. But there are reasons that we're doing them and that's okay. Just you should know why and not like take offense. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the other one I think we have to expound on. If there's one thing that you take away from this episode, this is universal. I think millennials need to hear this, but I think all humans do. I'm still working on it. It's learn the art of listening. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Man, like that's a huge one. I don't always want to listen to the other side because I know what I think, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But sometimes it's also like I found listening to someone could mean listening to their side, but also just listening for what wisdom you could learn from them. Yes. You know, my grandmother may not understand why I make the decisions that I make, but I can also sit there and be like, wow, why do you make the decisions you make? Because you lived through a different time and you've lived a different life than me. And there's probably a lot of wisdom that I can learn from what she walked through. Whether I apply everything that she walked through, probably not going to happen because I've walked a different journey. But like listening to that and applying it is vital to me. Now, not this is not to toot my own horn at all because I just admitted that I'm sometimes a really bad listener. Still working on it. But the times that I have shown respect to people older than me or people in authority above me, people notice, okay? Like they really do, especially when you are a young 20-something like I was when I entered my job. Like people are like, oh, she's not that stereotype or she's not your average person. She's actually really respectful and she actually wanted to know what I had to say and listen to me. Whoa. And like that's so 
that's how you build relationship. That's how you even excel in your career. That's how you network. That's how you just are a person of integrity, right? Yo, totally. And I think we all, like, I need to remind myself of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the other part of that, which I love that you mentioned, like, just being in your your work environment and, like, listening and hearing all the sides of that is another point that you mentioned, which is do good work. Mm. Like, I know that I learned my work ethic from my parents. They, like, really, really, like, hammered this into us. That like, regardless of if anyone's seeing what you're doing or not, you do this and you do your best and you do everything you can. Does your best look like, do mine and yours best look the same? No, but you do your best. And like, that is impressive to people. That has gotten me so far in every job that I've ever had because people are always surprised that me as this, like when I was, I got my first job when I was 16 And I got like so many like promotions within the company because I was this 16 year old who worked her butt off and did really good work Mm -hmm. and was respectful and listened and did all the things that my coworkers who were the same age were kind of jerks about. Yeah. And that's a huge point. Like my parents were the same way. It was just always expected that I would be doing good work because you don't disrespect people like that. You don't disrespect your family like that. You know, it's just kind of a given. But I realize that not everybody grew up like that. So, I mean, you have to figure out what your best and what good work looks like for you. And even if you didn't have that modeled for you, um, I have friends who that's their story. Maybe their childhood wasn't the same as mine, but they've used that as a catalyst in their life to make like a better life for themselves or to make different choices that have served them well. And so, yeah, I think just do good work is another thing that everybody needs to learn. Yeah. But also if you're a millennial and you have random things like you like flexible work hours and you like working from coffee shops and you dress like a hipster with ripped jeans, if you're doing really good work, nobody's going to care about the rest of that. Yeah. They don't seem to matter as much. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you're a solid person. Right. And that's really valuable. I, again, we're not trying to toot our own horns here, but we hear all of the time in our office. Well, Candace and Ruby, they're kind of the exception to this millennial thing. And which is hilarious. It's hysterical <laughs> because we totally are millennials. We have a lot of things that very clearly make us millennials yes. in the way we think, the way we do things, what we love. You know, literally our jobs are right. very, like the social very, media, web content. We have so a millennial. I know. <laughs> so we're very, very clearly millennials. And I don't mind, you know, I some of it's positive and I'm totally totally here for it. But I love that generally what's followed by they're not exactly the same as other millennials are generally the things like, well, they're very respectful. They work really, you know, like that stuff that that makes me feel like, yes, okay, that's the kind of millennial that I want to be. And that's the kind of millennial I want to show others how to be if they can't if they haven't learned that, you know, totally. We're not perfect. We totally have bad millennial things that we do too. (laughs) Like that listening thing. Sometimes I'm bad at it. Oh, me too. And sometimes I don't articulate what I'm doing well enough. But again, that's just something you have to figure out as you go. It's just a life lesson thing. Yeah. We're always figuring out. I can't even tell you how many times I start a conversation with Rebe in the middle of what's in my brain. Like, (laughs) like I've already thought through half of it and I'm just assuming she knows the rest of it. I'm like, wait, what? And that's like, 
I have to like take 10 steps back and be like, okay, let me actually articulate this and let me explain to you what's going on (laughs) because I expect you to read my mind. But anyway. (laughs) So the last point in that essay was prove them wrong. You know, whatever negative stereotype that you find yourself falling into, or even if you're just worried that you're going to fall into it or you hear make people make comments, just prove to them that you're not that stereotype. You know, because I believe in you. Not everything that people say about a certain type of person is true. And there are people out there who are in the millennial generation who are doing really great things. And I think proving them wrong. For instance, um, you know, Sadie Robertson and Holland, actually, she's a music artist. And Holland is actually technically maybe Sadie, too. Now I'm trying to think of how old they are. But they are actually right on the end of the millennial generation in like the Gen Z yeah. Um, one behind us. And that generation, they have so much negativity heaped on them already. They're like glued yeah. to their phones, you know, like can't have a conversation. That's what they're starting to be known for, unfortunately. FOMO. Yeah. Um, but those two girls, Sadie and Holland, they, you know, you follow them on Instagram and see what they're doing in their min- ministry. And they're very much millennials, like the way they talk, the way they dress, like they are in their generation, but they have a platform and they know it. And you can tell. And they're using it with a lot of wisdom. Like you can tell they have people speaking into their lives. They have great teams around them. Um, They're both strong in their faith. And so they're trying to get wisdom from God and use what they have um, well. And it really shows. And I think people like that are really important because it just proves that a stereotype is not the end all. And so I just want to say shout out to them because I I see you. We need more of you. Totally. And um, the person that I really see is... I have a friend. Her name is Ashley. And uh, you can follow her on Instagram. Ashley Patron, right? Ashley Patron. I I know. Her last name's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, It's weird because she had a different last name when I knew her in high school. So I never remember that her last name was Patron. (laughs) Um, So it's a little trippy for me. But um, (laughs) you can follow her on Instagram. You can see some of her stuff. It's um, Arrows and Bows. And she is just an incredible person. She, her Instagram basically blew up and she's one of those Instagrammers. Yeah. So very you know? millennial. Yes. Very her millennial. Her aesthetic, her Instagram lifestyle. It's all very yeah. being a 20 or 30 something right now. Oh, for sure. But the amazing thing to me is that she uses her platform to encourage um, people in their marriage. She has a thing where her and her husband give like $50 every single month to different couples to go on a date and have a date night. Like if they can't do it themselves, they're going to pay for someone else to do it. Which to me, that's not a very millennial thing to do to like step out of what you need (laughs) and give to other people. I think it's a little harder for us. Yeah. To think Um, beyond yourself. Exactly. What I love about Ashley is that she made a lot of unconventional choices. Yeah. Um, Her Instagram blew up because she and her husband moved their family into this little RV, tiny RV, family of five. They redid the whole thing. They lived there for a while. And so she just documented their journey. That's a really millennial, like being unconventional kind of thing. But what I loved about her is that she articulated why really, really well. It wasn't just being unconventional for unconventional sake. She, first of all, has relationship with God. And I can see that she was doing this out of wisdom and like seeking his will for their family. And ultimately it was something that ended up best for their family. Like, so her marriage and family is first because she believes those are really important in God's eyes. And like, that's her priority. And so that's what she's making her decisions based off of, not because um, somebody wanted her to do something specific or not because she was trying to be 
hipster unconventional. She was just living out her life and wisdom and doing what she needed to do for her family. And it worked. It worked out really well for her because now she's got that great Instagram following. And she is she's so good at like design and style and talking about marriage, encouraging marriage. Like, I think that's a perfect example of a millennial who's proving them wrong. Totally. And I, I yeah, I just really appreciate her because she's also very honest in everything that she does. You know, if she gets a bunch of hate, she is clear to be like, hey, this isn't cool. This yeah. is not I like uh, this is not what this is for. And if you disagree, cool. But I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to argue with you, which is that's a thing that millennials are known for is like they don't listen. Yeah. You know, being or defensive. Yeah. And being totally being defensive. So um, look out for future episodes because we're hoping to get Ashley on one of them. Yes. Really soon. Um, and you can hear her whole story because um, it's really, really cool, especially if she tells a part about how she met her husband. because That's such a good story. <laughs> Might be a little bonus feature. Yay. (laughs) We'll link to all three of their Instagram accounts, Sadie Holland and Ashley, in the show notes, just so you can check them out. And if you need a little inspiration about how to be a cool millennial, like there's some really good examples that are very encouraging. So if you find yourself in a negative stereotype, whether you're a fellow millennial or you're in Gen Z and you're already getting worse stereotyped or truly any phase of life can have negative stereotypes attached to them. Remember that that's not who you are. And that's really the point. Be a person of integrity. Be a person of wisdom. Seek out what God wants for your life. Ultimately, like that's really what it comes down to. And if you're seeking him and seeking wisdom from him, you're going to be fine. You know, and even if your choices are unconventional, it's okay because you're going to be walking with him and you're going to be able to learn to listen and articulate and be confident in your decisions because you know who you are and you know why you're doing it. Yeah. And when you seek him, he gives you the things to be able to articulate it well. Yes. To be able to explain it to other generations, to other people, because he actually put those desires, those dreams or whatever in your heart that make you different. And so then he can help you explain and give you the words, the ways, the moments to just step back and listen, because he's that awesome of a God who wants to do that. And as a bonus takeaway, we kind of hit on it for a second, but I challenge myself to remember to not stereotype other people because I've experienced how much I dislike when people lump me into the millennial negative category. I don't want to do that with a generation following me. I don't want to do that with somebody who works a certain kind of job. I don't want to do that in any area of life because that's not fair because you don't actually know that person. Yeah. Um, And I want to think better of people and hopefully expect more of them in a positive way. And so if you're not a millennial, remember to do that with millennials. If you are a millennial, remember not to do this to other people because it's not cool. And again, it's about moving away from that stereotype and actually just being a good person. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. James 1, 5.